Welcome to the worship podcast for Grace Episcopal Church in Newton, Massachusetts. This is Thursday, April 14th, 2022, Monday, Thursday. I'm Regina Walton, pastor and rector. Thanks for listening. Having heard the lessons for this evening, and for some of you having heard them, and experienced this liturgy over many, many years, if I were to ask you, what are the one or two most important words for Maundy Thursday, what would you say? What one or two words best signify what Jesus is trying to express to his disciples in this, his last night with them? Love. Love. Good, all good things. Love, service, humility. Maybe communion is another good one. Servant. Nobody said feet. (laughs) That's good. I wasn't thinking feet either. All of these would be really good choices to encapsulate the teachings of Jesus on this holy night when he said goodbye to his closest friends by washing their feet, by instituting the sacrament of communion, and by giving them the commandment to love one another. And actually, those are the two words in English, or in Greek it's one word, that stand out to me this year as being the signifier for what Jesus is most trying to impress upon his disciples in these last hours with them before his arrest. One another, or in Greek, Jesus in the Gospel of John tells the twelve not just to love, but to love one another. Alelon in Greek is a reciprocal pronoun. In the past few years, many of us have been thinking more about pronouns than ever heretofore in our lives as we learn to more fully love and embrace the non-binary and transgender folks in our midst, we've learned pronouns are very important. Pronouns can be a sign of love and care and belonging. And this Greek reciprocal pronoun, one another, alelon, it's also about love and care and belonging in Jesus' teaching and in his object lesson of washing the disciples' feet. We heard in the gospel, Jesus say, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, so also you ought to wash one another's feet. I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Charles E. Moore, a writer and a member of the Bruderhof community, notes how important this pronoun, alelon, is in the letters of Paul and in the Pauline epistles, which were written to guide the earliest days of the church. And here are some examples from the Pauline epistles. Outdo one another in showing honor. Live in harmony with one another. Admonish one another. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Wait for one another. Be servants of one another. Bear one another's burdens. Comfort one another. Build one another up. Be at peace with one another. 
Do good to one another. Put up with one another in love. I like that one. I think that should maybe be painted over church doorways. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Submit to one another. Forgive one another. Confess your sins to one another. Pray for one another. Love one another from the heart. Be hospitable to one another. Meet one another in humility. Charles Moore writes, Virtually none of the above exhortations make any sense unless we share life together and are committed to one another. Superficiality and rootlessness are the diseases of our time. By contrast, we read that the early Christians did not just occasionally fellowship verb, they were a fellowship, noun. They didn't go to church, they were the church. This is taken from Moore's anthology called Called to Community from the chapter, uh, and I like this this, uh, chapter title a lot, It Takes Work. Both are true. We are called to community, and it does take work. We cannot live out our Christian vocation without one another. As the poet W.H. Auden wrote, we must love one another or die. On Maundy Thursday, we remember that loving one another is a life or death issue. We meet one another and we meet God in the bread and in the wine and in acts of loving service to one another. And our job as followers of Jesus is to keep on expanding the bounds of that one another until it includes everyone and even all creation. That's the project that we signed on to in our baptisms and that we reaffirm when we receive the bread and the wine. When we make the choice every week and every day to put up with one another in love and to bear one another's burdens. Tonight at the end of the service, uh, Rowan and I will also strip the altar of all the holy things that we usually put on it. Bread and wine, chalice and paten, verse, veil, linens, paraments, candles, the whole lot of it. And underneath you will see that it's just our family table, or not ours, but God's, God's family table, where we have a place. This past year at Grace Church, communion has been a bit of a movable feast. We've had communion out on the driveway. We've had communion on the lawn. We have been here in the large hall. Tonight, we're going to strip the altar, and then tomorrow, we're going to move the altar back into the church. And it will wait there for us to celebrate communion again on Easter Sunday. Bishop Gates preached a sermon to uh, the clergy of the diocese this past Tuesday uh, when we all renew our ordination vows during Holy Week. And he said in his sermon that the bare altar of Holy Week is like an icon of the church of the last two years, with so much that we love about the church stripped away. And he said now, as we come together again in some of our former ways, we have some choices to make about what we're going to put back. 
Do we put everything back just the way we found it? Is that even possible when so much has changed? We are entering a profound time of reorientation. We're going to need to remember, as Charles Moore says, that we are called to community and that it takes work. Because the project is not to go to church, but to be the church, to love one another truly and deeply. We're in a liminal moment where we're going to need to decide what does that look like now to love one another truly and deeply in such a changed world with so much more need and conflict and war and poverty, with a new awareness of so many things, with a new awareness of our calling, our mission, vision, and values. What's that altar going to look like when it goes back into the sanctuary? What is being the church going to look like now in the midst of so much change, so much challenge, and so much opportunity? That is the question that we can only answer in communion with Christ and with that holy pronoun, Alelam, one another. In God's name, amen.